Welcome to the Sarah Moon Fan Club Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria L. Johnson, and I'm here with actor, artist, writer, and director Kevin, aka Keats Did It. So happy to have him on the show. Hey, Keats. How's it going? How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Very busy. Uh, Anime NYC is coming up very fast, and I have tons of merch orders that I'm trying to fill out and you know make everyone happy. And then there's content, and then there's business. So yeah, I'm flying all over the place. You know, I had a dentist appointment, so I'm I'm really just trying to keep it going, staying healthy, staying positive, staying productive. I love that. I love that. Like dentist appointments are important. Anime C is important. Just like right. adulting, but also like. <laughs> being hardcore anime fans out here <laughs> <laughs> exactly i love it i love it i love it um well speaking of being oh anime nyc um super happy i'm going there too so like really oh, excited awesome. for that we can talk about that later um but <laughs> i need to see what your face looks like so <laughs> yeah i know i know i know <laughs> one day i don't I know if it's weird week. to say but that's the time we live in <laughs> i didn't take it as weird so i'm gonna just roll with it cool. <laughs> Awesome. I feel like that's how I feel about so many people <laughs> <laughs> in person. I want to see you in person. Um, but yeah, speaking of being an anime fan, uh, what's your first memory of watching Sailor Moon? Sailor Moon. So as a kid, uh, growing up in the home, I grew up in New York, Amityville, Long Island. Uh, and my family didn't have any cable. Like we just had kind of like channels one through 22 and you know, 10 of them didn't work. They would just be static. So when I did get to, you know, get into my anime was when I went over to my grandmother's house. And I went over to my grandmother's house, my mom's mom's house, uh, maybe like once a week at that time. You know, we just go over to hang out. My cousins would be there. And upstairs was kind of like just our playroom. There was an extra bedroom and me and my cousins. And I'm like the only boy cousin. So I was chilling with like all my girl cousins. And at that age, it was cool because, you know, it was whatever. Um, and that's when we would have the tsunami. Like <laughs> I'd be over there. I'd get my Dragon Ball Z. I'd get my um, Powerpuff Girls. And I would get Sailor Moon, which I was like very hyped about for some reason. Like I was just, I think just all of the the different characters and the power-ups and just all the, the transformations. I was a huge transformation that's really what got me into anime. I was huge on transformations, just in general. Like, I was like, oh, he's about to get it. Like, oh, you, she didn't even transform yet. Like, so that was really me. So my first memory, I must have been, uh man, so if it was like first or second grade, shoot, early, like six, seven, eight, that, that, that era. Wow. I didn't even really think about it. But yeah, about eight years old. Wow. That's so funny. I love that. Because people, like, I feel like it's funny, like, you're like the only boy cousin, but like, yeah, Powerpuff <laughs> Girls and DBZ was like right along with all of that. Like we were watching mm-hmm. Sailor Moon. That makes so much sense. But yeah, that's that sounds like fun. Yeah, Tsunami was everything. <laughs> really, it really did. I I think people give us enough, give it enough credit. I don't think it's underrated. Um, but it really did spark a lot, and they did a great job, like with dubs. And that's why I maybe you've heard the I've I don't want to say I've gotten flack, but it's been a a topic of discussion like you know sub over dub she watching dub i can't make her my wife and it's meant to not be taken so literally but anything dub i want people to know that anything dubbed that's tsunami is grandfathered in like you have to know that that's just i'm not speaking on tsunami at all tom is the goat you know in the spaceship flying you already know like so anything that was tsunami driven you know is really the kickstarter for a lot of anime getting you to you know going on and finding more stuff you know introducing you to it so yeah big ups on tsunami I love that you say that because I definitely agree on if any like I, I mean I agree I think people should be able to watch whatever but like Toonami is definitely an exception for anything because that was the gateway for all of us mm-hmm. at least for real so, so you can never put disrespect on Toonami even when people talk about the original Sailor Moon dub I'm like you know it had it's 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 bad stuff but like it introduced so many of us to anime so like I can never hate it. Yeah, I'm like I'm like a kid. I could barely read, so how am I gonna be watching sub and and stuff? Like, come on, you gotta have something to start it out. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean now I just do it because I like to multitask and I have like no mm-hmm. attention span. But I feel you. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> Hunter Hunter dub was pretty. I want people to know I watched the Hunter yeah. Hunter dub the second time. Uh, yeah, I watched it in dub because I like to watch anime while I'm packing my merch and stuff, just because it makes the time go by so much easier. Um, but honestly, I'm to the point now where I can multitask and watch sub just because I understand it a little. And I, if I can, if I'm rewatching the anime, 
I can definitely watch it and sub because if I have to go and grab a sweatshirt or something, uh, I kind of know what's going on. I'm not missing too much. But yeah, I'm rewatching Naruto Shippuden in sub right now while I'm packing merch. <laughs> nice. That's so cool that you can kind of like understand a little bit now. I feel like I should be at that level. But that's super dope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I completely, yeah. And I feel like it's hit or, because some anime, I'm like, I cannot watch the dub. Like, it's just too bad. And I just like I cannot deal with this voice. <laughs> but, cringy, so yeah. cringy. But other times I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. I like listen to both and be like, all right, which one do I want to do? I'm like, can I, can I, can I handle the dub for this one? And it's like, nope. All right. And sometimes I'm like, oh, this isn't so bad. I'll, I'll stick with it. <laughs> but um, back to Sailor Moon <laughs> a little bit. Um, do you have any favorite episodes or moments that you remember from the show? Man, not really. It's been such a long time, but there's one scene. I can I can tell you the scene that sticks out in my head, and it might be a part of the intro, which is just so, so goaded to me. Uh, when Tuxedo Mask, which is also my favorite character, so I'll drop that now. Um, Tuxedo Mask is just, it's like nighttime, and they're like, so like lightning, and he's just standing in the window, or like he's on a balcony, like looking down. And he's about to get into something. I'm not even sure what it was, but like all the, I was a fan of like the tuxedo mask pull-ups and like whenever he got into it, it's kind of like similar to how I felt about Yu Yu Hakusho and like Karama. Like it was just like a very, I don't know, because it was, there's an effeminate quality that I really appreciated about it because he was just so clean. And as a kid, I was, I was not the tough guy. I was very small. Like I was known as the smallest kid, you know, it was just, I don't know, like, yeah, I was just not the big guy. I wasn't playing sports. Like, I couldn't play f- football because I was too small. So, uh, and all my cousins were, were girls. So, I'm like, you know, it's kind of cool that this guy is surrounded by all these women. And he's, like, you know, really showing out. Super classy. You know, super smooth. He's clean. But he he's really, like, kicking ass. Like, for real. So, that's what I have to say about that on that point. Yeah, no, that's so true. That's actually the nicest way I've heard someone describe Tuxedo Mask. Because it's, he, I mean, he like, is definitely like, I love how he pulls up. Like, he's low-key like Batman, just out of nowhere. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just fresh in his suit. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that kind of like Karama, like, where, you know, like, he has, he has a heart and he's not afraid to, like, show it. Yeah, um, but don't get it twisted. Right. <laughs> like, he can still, he can still do something. <laughs> yeah and it's like maybe he's not the strongest but like you know he can hold his own like special shout out to um sailor sailor jupiter though yes. sailor jupiter is super hard i don't really know why that's the thing i i can't really uh put facts to why i feel the way about these characters because it's been so long but i can you know those are some of the most genuine thoughts and i'm really glad that i'm being brought back there because sometimes you got to do there's like some reflection uh but yeah i can i can look at the characters and be like wow that was that was really my girl right there i have no reason why but i was just so drawn to and you know it was always a moment when they pulled up or when they got a, got busy got into action yeah you know it's funny i feel like a lot of black people like sailor jupiter and i don't know what it is but there's a connection there and i don't i have yet to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> I no like idea i don't know maybe it's the brown hair who knows in the green but she's working she's definitely doing her thing yeah. <laughs> i always think sometimes i think it's a brown hair because i'm like that's the closest like character we have to like having a, something in common with yeah but i feel like she's also just like really cool and badass she's the only one that's like kind of like a, a fighter even when she's not mm-hmm. and like transformed but i don't know i don't know but she's dope <laughs> yeah and then i also like always have to mention even uh no matter what that the creative you hockey show and the creative sailor moon are married it's my favorite mm-hmm. fun fact oh my goodness i didn't know that that yeah. is awesome it's it's awesome yeah it my, makes me my, so happy my phone case is you hockey show so that's dope oh i love that yeah yeah they're just so cool i'm like that's the coolest couple ever <laughs> <laughs> like the beyonce and jay-z anime for real <laughs> wow that's a fact i'm definitely gonna steal that like oh did you know <laughs> yeah, do it do it it's my favorite fun fact um well would you say sailor jupiter is your favorite sailor scout yes absolutely nice nice i feel like you kind of explained it so i won't ask you why because yeah well, she's just dope i get it um so a little bit about you though okay it's not all about sailor moon even though i could talk about it for as long as forever 
But um, <laughs> when did you start getting into like becoming a content creator and doing skits online? Doing skits online. Okay. So, hmm. I have to go back because I really stumbled upon it. Uh, I was really just a fan of the culture at first, making music and wanting to be a music artist. So around 2017, uh, it's when I graduated from college. I graduated with a degree in business and marketing because I started in engineering. You know, I was very naive. I didn't really know what the majors were. I didn't like look into it. So I just knew that I wanted, I was creative and I wanted to build things. And I like playing as a kid. I like building model planes and I liked Legos and, you know, I would, you know, go outside, find a stick and some string and I'd make a bow and arrow. And so I was just very creative. So people told me that was engineering. Uh, I come to find out that engineering in reality is sitting at a mouse and key and designing and building stuff with math for other people. And that wasn't fun at all. You know, I'm just a, I'm just like kind of like a worker bee and that's what it becomes. So uh, my second year, I changed my major to business and marketing. I kind of had to, I was forced to like reset and say, you know, I want to get a, I want to create on my own. That's my passion. But I thought that was engineering. It's not. So what it is, I need to create whatever I'm creating and know how to market it. So I did business administration and marketing, graduated with that. And I said, you know what? In entertainment, I'm going to make music. So I would do shows uh, in Florida where I was going to school. Um, I would go back to New York where I'm from, do shows. I'd release singles independently and I'd grow. So I was growing, growing, growing as Keats. And then it comes to the point where I moved to Atlanta where my management now, who happens to be my manager now, he's like, you know what? We need to figure out a way to get you out there because you don't just do music. A lot of people like artistry, they blow up for music when they're just music. And honestly, you missed the train because Childish Gambino really pulled like that entire demographic. And there's a lot of other people like that, but you're more in that lane, but you're not only that, you're so much more. So, you know, my kids are on something. He said, my kids are on something called TikTok. And I've heard about it. Like it was musically and stuff. But he was like, I want you to get on that, see what it is um, and try to target that. And this whole time without me knowing it, I was trying to reach, get a hold of, see where the, the younger people are at. Because I opened up for designer in Florida and a lot of the crowd was filled with, you know, 15 to 18 year olds. And they were digging my set. Like, after I finished the show, I went into the crowd and like, it was the first time I really had like tons of people just, I was in a circle of them holding out their phones, wanting my Instagram, Snapchat and everything. But I was just looking at them like, wow, they really fucked with it. So ever since then, from like 2017 uh, to now it was like 2019 where I first got on TikTok. Uh, so like two years, I'm like, yo, where are the kids at? Am I going to have to pull up at a high school? That's mad sus. Like, what am I, how do I, you know, engage? Where are they at? Because they're not really on Instagram. Like you can't really, stuff doesn't just blow up. So I found out about TikTok, got on it and I got immediately addicted, just like swiping. And this was just like how to use the sounds, like what, what skits are trending, you know, lip syncing was super huge back then. So I did a couple lip, lip syncs and it got me like 600,000 views on uh on tiktok sorry and then after that i was like okay you need to get the followers because tiktok was weird at that point because you don't walk up to say somebody was like yo what's your tiktok tiktok like you can be a popular person have a tiktok but don't know no one you don't follow anyone you know tiktok is like a random people that really just like you and like your content you don't really know so you start from zero you don't need followers to get a starting buzz. Like you really have to rely on the algorithm and people decide thumbs up, thumbs down. If they like your comment, they like it and it helps the algorithm. So it's really, they have to like what you're doing. So once you get a little bit of following from one that one video that had 600,000 views, I got a couple of thousand followers, maybe 5,000, 10,000 followers. And then I was like, you know what? I need to, I have original content. I need to post it since I have these 10,000 people that are looking at me and the algorithms favoring me. So that's when I had the idea for if the planets had a meeting. I was going through a really rough time and I was in the shower and I come up with a lot of my goofy, weird, great ideas in the shower. And at that time, my apartment had flooded like from the top floor and it leaked down to the bottom floor in my condo. Uh, I had gotten a nail in my tire. I had gotten a speeding ticket. And I was just dealing with all this. And it was during retrograde. And so I just said to myself, I remember exactly what I said. I said, why is Mercury such a bitch? And it made me laugh because I was like, really, like if all the other planets are here, you never hear, you know, Neptune is in retrograde and that's making this a problem for the Earth. No, it's only Mercury that decides to want to like mess with us. So I said, you know, if they had like a meeting or if they were in 
you know, talking to each other, if they actually had personalities, what would they be like? You know, Mercury, we've already seen what she is. You know, Jupiter would have the biggest ego. He'd probably talk a lot. He'd probably be very confident. The sun would obviously run things. Uh, Venus is close to Mercury, so they'd kind of be girls, but they'd be like bickering or whatever. Uh, you know, Saturn's cool, just has rings. You know, he would only just say like six rings, like he has nothing else to say. Um, and then all the, I started to develop it. And when I came out with part one, uh, it was just a new format. People weren't really doing, uh, I call it single actor, multi-character videos. So I kind of began to like hold the crown for a while on that. Um, and I started influencing other people. You started seeing it more. So there was a good trend where everyone was just having meetings with stuff. People did cell phone meetings. People did like um, Hulu, Netflix, uh, which I which I did as well. Uh, but yeah, I just came out with meetings on meetings on meetings. I'm like, y'all are about to see me act. Like I can be any character. Y'all are about to, this is how I'm going to show y'all that I have no limitations. I was PS5 with Xbox. I did, if Booty had a meeting where I had track booty versus volleyball booty, I had Girl Scout cookies having meetings, you know, social media apps having meetings, streaming platforms where I was uh, Crunchyroll and I was speaking Japanese. And then I pulled in, I made Kiss Anime Crunchyroll's cousin where I had them pull up as the pirates and you have one, two, three movies glitching so i was just like on a just like giving everyone content seeing how much i can do and how how wide my my talent range goes so once i did that it was kind of like people wanted more planet videos so i'm like i'm gonna give them to y'all because i love these characters and it's so funny and they're doing very well it's just a win-win situation for everything um so i'm still i'm still doing bring back these characters today because they have so much to say as i go through life um, there's so much that these planets inside me want to say on it. Like even the new NASA news, it's like, oh, wow. So y'all are talking this about Venus. Well, the Venus inside doesn't, if she feels away or, you know, Pluto, it's like y'all talking smack about Pluto. He wants to come and address some things. Um, so yeah, it just, things got a lot busier. You know, the merch started going, uh, and then I started to ex expand. So that's, it just kind of really developed. So that's a lot of information there. Uh, but yeah, I'll allow you to ask questions off of that. Everything I said. Yeah, no, I was just like, all right, you answer my next question, but no, that is super cool. Cause I didn't realize until now that you were the one speaking Japanese with the kiss anime. I always thought you, um, were dubbing or like, I thought you were like lip singing. No, no, that's, that's all yeah. me. Yeah, that's my voice. That is dope. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love, too, how your manager was like, get on the TikTok. Kids are on TikTok. Right. And like, right. And he's worked. an OG. <laughs> yeah. And my manager, he's uh, he's strictly music. You know, we were on this music, music, music. His, uh, he, you know, he got, there was an artist named A Plus that he got signed to Universal. Uh, Buddha Bless This Beat, who made, uh, you know, Heat with Chris Brown. And he just got something on the Summer Walker track. He did stuff with Meg The Stallion, you know, multi-platinum producer. That's his nephew, you know. So we had that relationship there. So he's music, music, music. Uh, and then, you know, it was kind of just, I was scratching my head. And he was like, you know, get on the TikTok. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I was like, hey, I'm, I'm famous now. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> yeah, right. Good idea. Yeah. That's funny. I love that so much. But yeah, I actually, I missed the booty one and the Girl Scouts one. So now I got to go back in your feed and check those out. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's tons, tons, yeah. tons, tons. I did the, I did the puppy Hamilton. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's oh great. man. That's so cool. I love that. And yeah, sorry you went through a rough time, but I'm happy you're able to make something. Oh, it's um, lollipops and gumdrops now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, so you kind of talked about, I guess, being a content creator, rapping as plants. Oh, yeah, so what, well, I guess, like, you do started doing the skits as planets, but what led you to, like, create raps as the planets? Was, like, putting together your, like, music and these skits together? Yeah, because my main mission with this was to let everybody know who I really am. Because, so, when I did part one, I left out Neptune and Venus, just because at that point, TikToks, you could only do a minute, so I couldn't introduce every character. So Venus and Neptune. And when I did part one, I didn't even, I thought this would be a one-off and then I would just do something else. Uh, but people were like, I need to, where's my planet? Where's my, they were really relating to it. So I, in part two, I brought in Neptune with, with the cornrows. I did the braids. So I needed to people know, know, I needed people to know that I could also do that as well. And this is how I look. And yes, I have a little bit of slang. Like, so I did that, but then I flipped it completely with Venus. Like that was, I needed to show my range. So I pulled out the auntie for Venus and then I pulled out the um, net, which is inspired off of Nipsey Hussle. 
um, with the tats and everything. So, and then part three just went on to go. And then I said, you know what, part four, I need, I want it to be a rap. So if the planets had a meeting, part four is actually a song as well. It's actually, it's a whole song on Spotify, you know, title, Apple music everywhere, um, where it's really going across, you know, this is who I am, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a director. I make beats, you know, I was just playing on my laptop, something like it, it took me a minute, like, you know, stuff really let them know. Um, and that, that did pretty well. People recepted it. Uh, people received it very well. Um, and then I got right back into the skits, you know, I took them to Popeye's, you know, Pluto likes future, uh, you know, collab with NASA, you know, the Mars Rover, I collabed with NASA on that on one of those, um, but really just staying, staying in the vibe and staying in the current pulse of what's going on, uh, with what the planet's take would be on it. Uh, so recently I did, if the planets had bars where, you know, they said, you know, Saturn has some big news. I think they, they found out Saturn has like eight rings or something like that, or NASA took a great photo of Saturn and, you know, to celebrate, you know, we're going to rap because Saturn's the producer. He's been known as the producer, you know, with the belt on, kind of like Metro Boomin. And it was like, you know, Pluto's was like, all right, we're going to do the rap with the beat. So I made the beat and I said, it would be really cool. You know, I'm not opposed. So I was really opposed from just having the planets rap at first. You know, I would be streaming and some people would say like, oh, you should make the planets rap. But I, I only do it if I can find a a cool way to do it. I, I don't want it to be gimmicky or punchy. So I had to have cause to have the planets want to rap. So Saturn being a producer and having some big news, you know, we're, we're going to rap. So, and then, so, but I said, the way I want to do it is to have each one have a verse. So that would allow me to flex my range. Uh, it would allow me to have a long piece of content. And it would also challenge myself because it was pretty challenging to write, uh, have bars on the planets in their own actual tone the way they're delivering it the you know from the past videos uh having it be conclusive and consistent with what they've already said and done and the characters that they are while also maintaining actual bars and um switching it in the middle so uh that was a challenge in it and it went over very well you know got some uh respect from neil degrasse tyson don Cheadle tweeted uh nasa tweeted um so that that was really cool with the response um <laughs> and then a lot of people were mad that Pluto got cut off, which is just straight comedy. And so, but I wanted to continue rapping as Pluto. So I actually said, you know what, let me actually make another beat and let Pluto just go. Because a lot of people, I just want to let people know I can go. Like, it's great that y'all know me for skits and stuff, but like, I can go. Like, with the best, probably. So it's just, I, I needed to let people know. It's honestly just putting yourself out there as much as possible. And that's what the internet I think is all about is putting yourself out there. And no matter how different you are, just, just put it all out there, find a way to do it. You don't have to do it all at once, but you do have to, uh, it can benefit you for letting people know because that's different. You're appealing to different fan bases. You're appealing to different, um, people. Everybody, there are tons of different people. There are people who like anime. There are people who don't, there are people who like space. There are people who like, you know, books, people who like movies. So if you're a culmination of that, that's okay. And I feel like um, a lot of people, they tend to be in one box and say like, oh, if I'm this, I can't be this. You know, I'm the, I'm the geek nerd who um, likes math, but rides a motorcycle, you know, wears glasses, has contacts, you know, has the, can pick out the Afro and wear a button down, but, you know, can get braids and look like ASAP Rocky, you know, it's, you don't have to be one thing. Just, it's all right to be like a Rubik's Cube of, of stuff. So that's kind of what my whole brand is about. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I feel like, especially like you said, like the internet, like you can literally do anything now. Just put it up and put yourself out there and just kind of like test your luck or test like, you know, like, oh, let me try this. Like, I never did this before. Let me learn about it real quick and throw it out there. Um, and it's kind of cool, too. You, you kind of reminded me of, um, we had, I had a Kira, please, on the show earlier this year. And she really wants to get into voice acting. And shout out to her. She got her first voice acting gig. But, um, awesome. Yeah. Um, and she wanted, she created a kind of like some a mixtape like songs to show her different voices. And I was just like, it's really cool. Like you were like, oh, I want to show like music and show like people how, you know, these other sides of me. And I'm going to do that through content creating. And it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm an artist. I'm all these things. And I'm going to show you all these things through, you know, these these videos. I'm like, it's, it's just cool how people are doing stuff. That's all. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> For sure. Um, well now I gotta ask you too, which Sailor Scout do you think would make the best rapper? <clears throat> Ooh. <laughs> Sailor Moon. Ooh, like, yeah. 
how because I think this is so being a rapper and it's all about taking your experiences and putting them out in a way but the most important part is an experience like I can go on a two-day trip to somewhere and see something there that's just because I'm in a different environment and be inspired to make an entire song out of it all you need is like a seed to, to branch off of a song. The rest of it is just sitting there and actually letting your mind work off of the idea. And I feel like Sailor Moon, you know, leading her show and, you know, heading the battles and getting into all of the situations she has, she would have the most experience and just fire delivery. I mean, she's killing the intro. So <laughs> so that's what that's what I think. I think Sailor Moon would really hold it down. Um, coming is, oh, the whole squad would be nasty, though. Like, I'm sitting here, I got the characters pulled up and everything. Nice. Like, Sailor Jupiter would give it to him. Sailor Saturn would be hard. That Bob is going crazy. Yeah, she's, like, menacing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, I think I think Saturn and Moon would have some would have some beef. I love it. I, I need that mixtape now. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's funny, though, now you mention it, because I never would have guessed Sailor Moon, but she actually does, like, be doing some little rhymes when she arrives on the scene. Like, in the name of the moon, I'll punish you, like... Right, that's, that's a little little four bar. I don't know. <laughs> nah, I need Sailor piece. Moon, Sailor Moon, and like somebody else versus Team Rocket. I need that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Team Rocket would definitely go hard. Maybe Tuxedo Mask because he drops a little something too. I don't know if he rides, yeah. but he does be dropping little high cues or something. <laughs> mm, yeah, but I, I feel like he would he would just be like a Michael Jackson. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but I I I would like to see it. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good as a good pick. I like that. I've asked someone else that, and I think they chose Sailor Mars just because she's very like he has like a fire, you know, powers, and she's very like in your face. But mm-hmm. I feel like Sailor Moon's a great answer too. As it's just need the the Cinchy rap album now. <laughs> yeah. We kind of talked about uh, you hockey show. You spoke about watching Hunter Hunter, Hunter X, X Hunter, um, Sailor Moon. But do you have any other favorite anime? Uh yes, tons. Um, uh, Hayaku, definitely. Hey. And I kind of just real uh, realized how to pronounce it. I'm super big on that, and just the uh, with Hayaku, the way that the writers and the writers have to be so creative in order to do something like that, in order to accomplish a feat where like I said, I'm the type of person who likes watching anime. I like watching transformations and it doesn't have to be like an energy transformation. It has to be like a character growth to where, you know, they unlock something, which I also like uh, Yami from Black Clover. And I did this tweet that was like one of the most profound tweets ever. I was really feeling it. It said, um, how are you an anime fan and you're not surpassing your limits? And like that really just stuck with me. And that's a Yami line for Black Clover. But for real, anime is always about, you know, working hard and you know going through it and like bleeding and sweating and and failing and getting washed you know in order to come back and finish the job and keep going along on your journey whatever that is so how are you watching that every day and you're still you know you're not inspired to you know go on a d get that new job and then work yourself up to be where you want to be and you know because what i did i had a plan to do entertainment but i still used my degree i was working as an it client manager for three years at an it company i actually went to go visit my my uh previous employer today i was going to the mall and it was right there but i was working in high corporate where i would have to put together server infrastructure quotes for i, I would manage 35 law firms in atlanta but everyone knew me you know sometimes i would come in and i would have a show the night before because i did a show i was moonlighting as keats but you know i would come to my nine to five and get my work done so that it would fund the career so like that's the type of drive that you have to have i feel like it's easy to have if anime is your um you know your passion or something that you you watch and consume every day as a product of media um but yeah so black clover haiku uh attack on titan i i really need that uh part i think it's second part to season four to come out because it kind of left me a little bit uh you know wanting um food wars special shout out to um one piece definitely it took me a while to get to wano but i'm there um definitely luffy is a super inspiration um and that's like one of my favorite mcs jujutsu kaisen new on the block but really kicking ass can't wait for the new season um shout out to darwin's game i hope it gets a second season because the first season was way too hard um 
re- uh, that time I was reincarnated as a slime. Oh, I, I really, really good. like that. There's just a lot of anime out right now um, that I needed to continue. Like, I'm, I'm kind of in a, like I said, I'm rewatching Naruto right now. <laughs> so, like, I'm waiting for Demon Slayer. I'm waiting for um, the second season for, what did I just, Jujutsu Kaisen. You know, there's a lot of OP characters that I need to see more from that are out right now. So I'm really excited about the direction that anime is going. Me too. I've really been more into it lately. Um, same thing with Attack on Titan. Like I, I caught up right before the last season uh, finished or like the, the ha- first half of the last season finished. Right. And I was just like, where's the rest? And I was like almost about to go read the manga because I was like, I don't know if I can wait. <laughs> Also, yeah. OPs, I am not at Wayno, but I'm at, I just finished, I finished Cake Island. And then I was like, you finished it? Yeah, I'm up to, yeah, I finished Cake Island. And then I was like, oh, you're right up. there. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna take a break. I'm right here. And then I was like, now I'm like, I just need to go back and finish it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, know? no rush. Because I tell you right now, once you get in a, in a uh, Wano, mm-hmm. it gets busy. I mean, That's what I hear. Every, yeah. everything you were missing in Whole Cake Island, they, they uh, make that a 10 foot, like from the episode, no first two episodes it's like yes let's get it yeah. we're back to one piece oh man yes, okay absolutely. all right yeah because i really <laughs> cake island was dragging and after that i was like i need a break from one piece like i'll Super come back dragging <laughs> okay it took me like eight months to get through yeah. old cake island bro <laughs> like that fight, uh, so, someone's like my crunchy roll forgot where i was <laughs> <laughs> and i'd have to like go through the thumbnails and be like nah i saw that i saw that yep. uh can i ask you a question what did you think about the uh katakuri fight with luffy in the mirror world is that the one? Wait, I forget names. So is that the dude? Is that the uh, the one that was really long and like with the um, he had red hair? Uh, yeah, okay. really long. Yes, he was very tall. Yeah, also very <laughs> tall. Yeah, super tall. <laughs> That's probably yeah. should have been the first thing I said, right? I actually, you know, I thought it was super long, and I was getting really annoyed with it. But I love the ending and like the message and like him just like being pushed to be better. And, like, both mm-hmm. of them being pushed to be better. And just, like, I don't know. And him, like, coming to terms with himself and, like, taking off his mask and getting comfortable. Like, right. One Piece is great at a backstory. Like, every time they have a little flashback, I'm like, okay, here we go. They about to get me in the feels. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely. So I felt sort of like the ending was almost worth it. But the fight was just so long. I was so tired by the end of it. That's true. But the end was really good. It kind of reminded me of... um the Chimera Ant arc in Hunter x Hunter where like yes. that was also really long but I really love the ending with um I think it's Kamagu and um the king uh-huh. and like between like that whole story between them like him like getting a little like learning a little bit more keep getting more like humanity I guess and her like bringing him to that and then like you know I don't know developing some kind of friendship or whatever yeah, that, was, yeah, that, was, that was cute I'm not gonna lie that was cute. yeah it was cute yeah so <laughs> They asked about it. what did you think? Uh, I thought it was plot armor. Uh, mm. it, there's no way Luffy should have left out of that world alive the way that it happened. True. Um, it's kind true. of cringy to see uh, Luffy just get beat like that. Uh, but you know, yeah, it's, it's it's Luffy. You know, it's the MC, uh, and he did he did. St- I thought he was gonna you know actually use the hockey and use the power to. Uh, I don't want to like spoil a lot, but like use the power to be better. You know how um. Katakuri, you know, his eyes got red and he was able to do some things and uh, Luffy was kind of picking up on it, but I thought it was going to like be like, oh, this is, I'm better than you at it now, but that didn't happen. Um, yeah, it just uh, seemed a little like, yeah, that was, it was a little rigged. Yeah, no. <laughs> In Luffy's favor. I but hey, I'm with agree. it. Passed it, we with it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree. Like, everyone was so, I was like, okay, there's definitely no way Luffy's going against Big Mom. And I'm like, there's no way, like, how is he going to beat this guy? Like, I agree. Like, I did not expect him to win. I was like, he's just going to have to, like, escape and actually, like, back down from a fight. <laughs> right, like, right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I was like, how is he going to escape this one? Mm-hmm. Like, because you don't look like he's yeah. putting this one down. Because, oh, wait, it's coming back to me now. Because it, it was also like, he had his sisters there, too. And they were, like, infiltrating a little bit for a bit. And that was, that was rough. Oh, yeah, the ops were stacked. Yeah. For sure. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, gosh. Man. Yeah, that's a lot. You know what happens with anime? It's like, I'll be reading the subtitles, and, like, if a name is really long, I'll just kind of skip over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never uh-huh. remember names. 
His name is super weird anyway. Like I can't even I wanna I wanna say Kakatori, but I feel like Kakatori is from a whole nother anime. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I think I know you talking about. Yeah, the the long guy. Yeah. Very tall, red hair. Whatchamacallit mouth, uh Yeah, has crazy mouth. Yeah. Jaws. Claws. I don't know. <laughs> So you're going to Anime NYC. I am. Yeah. So I'll actually be doing a panel. Um, Black Trailblazers in the anime industry. It's going to be super cool. Saturday okay. at 11, I think. Saturday at 11. Yeah. I'm, I'm missing that. I'm sorry. I have. So I wasn't even going to. I'll tell you my Anime NYC story. So yeah. I wasn't even going to go. And because <clears throat> I was just so busy. I have a lot of merch. So I'm like going overtime to try to get stuff so I can you know, rest easy. Because I'm the type of person, if I'm having fun, I can't just separate. It's like, I know I need to do stuff. Like, I know I'm, I shouldn't be here. I left the whole concert because I was like, I shouldn't even be here. I paid for the concert. The concert was, there was no re-entry and I left to go pack merch because I was just felt so like self, I don't know, like responsible. So anyway, I, I wasn't going to go. And then a lot of people were hitting me up as it got close, like, yo, are you going to be there? Like, are you going to be there? Are you going to do this or whatever? But I had already had plans to be in New York because my best friend from like pre-K, my, literally my first friend, like, you know, I meet him in kindergarten. It's like, hey, do you want to push cars? And we were just friends ever since. He's getting married. So Aww. yeah, so big wedding. I'm in the wedding. So I'm, I get in on Friday and I'm there through Thanksgiving and I'm from New York. So I'll be in between. Now I'm, I got a room at the hotel, but once I check out of there, I can just go home. Uh, but yeah, I'll be there on, there's the rehearsal dinner. Well, Friday at, when I land, I have to pick up my tux. There's a rehearsal dinner from five to like seven. Then I'm going to go to Anime NYC. And then in the morning, I'm going to drive out to Long Island to go to the wedding. The wedding is at like one, but the reception isn't till like six. So <laughs> my whole day is basically wedding. Uh, but I'm sliding out Saturday night, going back into the city for the party. There's like the land party that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Or well, I'll be there too, so we'll catch up there. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, Sunday, okay. I have the full day there. I'm, I'm planning to experience whatever that has to offer. But I'll be there like at the nights. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my you know late celeb pull up. You know, Keats is here now. <laughs> yeah, so I gotta pull up sometimes. It's like. You know, y'all ain't seen me all day, but I'm here now. A little bit, a little bit. Have y'all seen Keats? Right. Know, Where is he? I don't know. I thought he was going to be here. I heard something about a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to tell people, if y'all want to know where Keats is going to be next weekend, listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, that's super cool, though. Congrats to your best friend and awesome of you to come over, come to NYC. I'm the same way, too, about, like, when I have things to do, it's hard for me to really relax. Like, I'm like, I need to, like, get all my work done, clean my apartment, and, like, have everything done before I can, like, all right, let me binge the show. Yeah, I'm super excited to see everyone. Like, because I went, mm-hmm. did you go to DreamCon? No, I wish I did. Oh, you got to go to the next one. You have to go. I know. I'm already, that was like, my first fine. con. But you gotta go. I'm a little biased, and I shot the whole anime, the best anime rap ever. I shot that at DreamCon. Nice. So yeah, it's that was great. But um, I'm super cool with RDC, and uh, there's some great guys, and you know, I met uh, Vader, Griffey, Pierre, all them. So I'm I'm real excited to you know link back up with them and see what they're doing. Yeah, and just network. It's it's different because you know it's when you're when you're doing this stuff and you're just working. There's only there's a certain type of people that can really relate to you and understand, you know, like when, you know, sometimes you just need to get away because your your jaw hurts from, you know, taking interacting with fans and taking pictures, which I'd love to do. I've never refused a picture ever, ever, ever. Uh, but like literally, like physically, it's like I, I can't smile. I'm looking goofy. Um, but yeah, it's a certain certain uh, type of person. It's, it's nice to, you know, just communicate and be around people that, that, you know, feel the same way because they've been through it themselves. So that's cool. Yeah, I really, really want to go. I've been wanting to go for a while, and especially after last year and seeing all the footage, I was like, oh my God, I really missed out. So next year, I'm like, I'm definitely going. I don't care what happens. Um, and so I'm really excited for that. But um, this will be my first convention I go to since I started the podcast. So I'm really excited about that because I feel like I've just, I've met so many people through the show or like, um, you know, I've talked to them as guests so that I haven't met them in person like you. So I'm like really excited about that. Nice. Did you say you had Saweetie on the podcast? I did. Yeah. 
That is awesome. I'm gonna clap for that one. Thank you. That is great. Yeah. Um, that's I, I have like my own story with Sweetie. Like I made this music video called mm-hmm. Sweetie, and I dropped it on her birthday like two years ago. Nice. And she she retweeted it and like she interacted with it or whatever. Um, and it was it was okay. And that was before I had a TikTok. So I was I was literally going viral mm-hmm. without the TikTok. I was working my way to going viral. It's kind of weird how going viral and identifying viral content in itself is a skill you know you, you kind of know what works you know why you know this video is too long or the intro wasn't you know I should have started it here even though I made the full video but here's where it would catch so I was like you know I'm gonna make a music video for Saweetie drop it on her birthday and it's just gonna be like me like geek rapping really like talking about Saweetie so it's pretty funny um but I actually saw her and I, I was right up front at a concert in Atlanta at A3C uh, and she saw me and she looked at me and she noticed me that she was driving off in the golf cart. And then um, I waved and she was like, hi. And then she just kept going on her way. Oh, that's so <laughs> She's so cool. She is a yeah, really, really is. cool person. Like the fact that she came on my podcast, I was just like, damn, like you're dope. Because <laughs> it was like when I, like I was like maybe three months in into this podcast, but she's such a big fan of Sailor Moon. I feel like that's why, like she literally has one of the characters as a chain and stuff. I'm oh. like, yeah. yeah like she's a huge fan so i was yeah it was, it was it was hype but yeah i've had some really great people i mean yourself included on the show and i'm just i'm just so, so happy to talk to people about sarah moon and like all the amazing things they're doing um thank you i'm honored yeah thanks for coming up um but on that too since you are an amazing person um what advice would you have for someone who i guess wants to become either like get into music or content creating or I guess get to where you are. <laughs> You're doing so many things. I don't even know. <laughs> is is this a Sailor Moon says or is just general information? General information. Okay. So I would say if you aspire to be a creator, you know, first off, I always say do what you want to do. And I was trying to do that. Sometimes it's not easy to figure out a, a really good book that I almost live by is The Alchemist. And it really breaks down like what, your passions are and how you can identify your passions um but it's sometimes it's hard to find it's really hard to know who you are because there's so much stuff that's programmed into you know you know from school you know raise your hand to go to the bathroom there's a lot of unprogrammed that you that you need to do to a certain level you know don't go crazy but certain things that you know like this is me and i'm following what i want to do um and i think jim carrey said uh you know do what you want to do because it's possible to fail at what you don't do you know you can you know, think you, you want to be an artist full time, but, you know, you get a corporate job and so they have to let you go. And, you know, so you can fail at things that you don't want to do. Uh, so finding out what you want to do, because I would say turn your hobbies and, and what your true passion is into something that's profitable for you and can sustain you because it's going to be a job. But it's something that still you're fulfilling yourself while you do it when you need to work those extra hours, because anything you do is going to be hard work. That's the bottom of it. To be successful, it's going to be hard work. You're going to fail to learn. That's a prerequisite requirement. You're never not going to fail. So don't be afraid to fail. Walk straight into it. Uh, But if you're doing something you're passionate about, those failures are a lot easy than if you're doing something you're not even really that interested in. You fail. And you just want to, it's like, why am I even doing this? If it's something you love, you can never ask yourself, why are you even doing this? Because I love it in the first place. I'd be doing it even if, you know, I wasn't trying to take it to where I am. So really just identify your your passion. And I'm, I'm right-brained, you know. I, I see things in videos in my mind. I hear things uh, that can become music, you know. So I just kind of figure out what, how you're wired, how your, your brain works and, and everything and, and move toward that because if I was a watchmaker I would if my family was watchmakers and that's what we did I would be the best watchmaker there ever was but I'm not a watchmaker no nor is anyone in my family uh, we make music and our entertainers and are funny so I decided to go in that lane and, and just find new things about yourself I didn't really know I was an actor I didn't know I had this you know schizophrenic type of ability to play 11 characters at once let alone planets or booty or cookies uh, but you know when you jump into things you you tap into different areas that you never did but could be naturally talented so try different things you have to because you never know when you're going to strike gold in in yourself yeah that's so true i love that too what you said about like 
you can go the safe route and like do something that you think will, you know, like, okay, let me not pursue my passions. Let me get like this job or whatever and do this thing that I know will make me money or like, but it's like, you could also fail at that. So you might as well like, you know, go after what you want and what makes you happy because there's no guarantee that the, like the safe quote unquote safe option will be safe. Right. And the most important currency is time. You don't know Mm -hmm. how many times I would say, because I was fans of like RDC and Long Beach Griffey and the Vine community. And, you know, I'm sitting there from the sidelines looking like, yo, these guys are funny. It'll be funny, uh, a funny video if they did this, if they did. You know how many times I said, if if somebody would make this Mm -hmm. and God had to be looking at me like, bro, then do it. Like, (laughs) then be the guy, you know, manifest it yourself. Don't be sitting back you know, wishing you could message them to make a video, you know? So now I'm, I'm these people's peers. And it's like, imagine if I pulled out my phone when I was in high school and started doing this or when it's Vine or when YouTube, you know, actually let people in like YouTube kind of closed the doors unless you're doing pranks and uh, some stuff, but like just flat out, you know, coming up as YouTube is very difficult now. It was kind of like a window. There's certain windows with businesses and companies when they have like booms, like we're in the TikTok boom right now. Um, but yeah, time is such an invaluable currency that you just need to get like the best time is now because you can't get before. So yeah, do it now. (laughs) So absolutely true. Um, and then here's the Sailor Moon says, so just like Sailor Moon had the Sailor Moon says phrase at the end of every episode, what would your phrase be? So Sailor Keats says, Sailor Keats says, don't be afraid to put yourself out there because you never know who needs to see that part of you love that it's so true it's so true like you said like you were like telling you know in your mind rdc and everyone like they should do this and it was like oh i should do this and now people are looking at you like oh shoot like that's dope right um also yeah i don't know if you heard we're not really messing with griffy no more but you know that's another side yeah. conversation <laughs> yeah i'm uh I, I but i had to, i had to give him my flowers though that's the thing yeah no i mean creator to creator mm-hmm. i i had to i'll tell um, you but it's it's limited, limited in definitely certain areas, yeah. but it's, uh, you know, looking at before mm-hmm. anyone was aware, mm-hmm. um, it was just, you know, you're looking at right. that and it's like, wow, that, you know, they got you, uh, they gave you just the game on what yeah. it is, you know, they're, they're solidified at some point, but you know, it's, uh, yeah. the person sometimes has to be separate from the content. Yeah. Yeah. There's part of it too. Um, but yeah. And I, I think you like, you know. At some point, like, he was a person. But yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll get into it. But <laughs> what's next for you? And where can mm. people find you? Uh, so people can find me on Instagram. You know, if you Google Keats did it or just Keats, I'm going to pop up. Uh, I encourage everyone to listen to my music. Uh, it's different. You know, just the, the level, anything that I create, I try to do it at a consistent level that has been gone viral. So it's not that I don't get into any lane and it's like, oh, well, I only like him in this area uh, most of the time, but everyone's different. Uh, but yeah, you can find me on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal. Uh, my music is under Keats. Anything social media or at handle is Keats did it. Uh, but yeah, what's next? I'm working on an album so I can tour and my, my shows are going to be so unorthodox and different. This I'm trying to put together a show that no one's ever done because no one's really had all my skill sets in one. So I'm trying to, it's really weird to be an innovator in that space because it's never been done uh i'm actually releasing my first original design uh i designed a tracksuit it's different than merch it's actually uh the design department of keats my production company putting out these tracksuits it's called the ultra and it's inspired by the all all might colorway excuse me uh but i will be releasing that on november 24th at 7 p.m uh and if you follow me or turn my notifications on, you'll see all of the, you know, we did the professional photo shoot. You'll see me in the most outlandish designer character. I created this character called Keats the Designer. And it's like, imagine just uh, a German, French, eccentric uh, fashion designer uh, that that has a silk press. So, yeah, that's that's going to be really funny. I think it's going <laughs> to, you know, hit a lot of people. But yeah, more music, more videos, more content, more fashion, more merch, everything. That all sounds super dope. And I cannot wait for all of that. And I can't wait to see you at Anime NYC. And also Um, one thing I forgot, I have to say, I am, I just became a published author. (gasps) Uh, Yeah. Clap, clap, clap. (laughs) 
because I, I wrote a children's book uh, from about ages 2 to 10, 2 to 11. Uh, it's called Nobody's Knows. Uh, it's available on Amazon. I may do one. I'm having like a professional editor that's looking at it that I didn't even know was in my network. Uh, so small changes may be getting made, but if anybody wants the first original copy for some reason, uh, you can find it. It's Nobody's Knows. It's about a young boy, a young black man, a young black boy, uh, that lives in a world where he's the only one with a nose and his name is Nobody. So he goes around in his town and he's at school and he tries to explain what smell is because he's the only one that can smell and, you know, he can't really, you know, explain it. So he's kind of down about it and no one really gets him kind of like a naruto uzumaki story and you know he meets a man who's hungry you know he's sitting on a bench and you know he doesn't have any money for food because he's just a little boy uh but he smells something so he's like follow me so they go on this journey they're going through the desert they go up the like the uh mount everest and they finally arrive at like this house on a block he knocks on the door and then a woman answers and then he says you know uh I just wanted to know, like, you smell, I smell you have food. So they go in the backyard and they feed him and uh, they have, like, a huge barbecue. So now everyone's like, you kind of, like, saved the day because you helped somebody just because you have this gift that no one else has. So I plan on creating, like, a Junie B. Jones type series of nobody and, like, you know, the adventures of nobody where, you know, maybe nobody goes to space. Maybe nobody becomes a professional chef. Maybe nobody. But there's so many things I felt like the sense of smell is very underrated. Uh, and especially after having COVID and losing that, it was, you know, we take it for granted, honestly. But I just wanted to intrigue kids uh, and, and get them thinking out of the box one off because there's a lot of double entendres with, you know, you know, nobody would talk, but nobody would speak. Nobody would fart and nobody would leave, you know, so getting them, you know, nobody can be a person as well as the meaning of no one. So getting them thinking and just, you know, being inspiring and letting little black children know that, you know, you can be great and, what is your gift? You know, it may not be smell. Everyone has a nose, but what can you do? So, yeah, I, I really I really feel that character. I'm super glad that I made it and, you know, tons of content. So I'm planning to promote it, actually let the world know about it uh, for about Christmas time. Nice. That's so cool. I love that concept. It's it's so cute. And I'm, I'm, I love Jenny B. Jones, too. So I'm just like, yes. Uh, go <laughs> Amelia Bedelia, yeah. all that. Yes. Oh, my God. Classics. Just classics, man. man. Um, what time is it? I want to go to the bookstore. Right? Oh, my God. My book is my happy place. But um, uh, yeah, that's super dope. And yeah, definitely check that out. I'll drop a link in the show notes. And of course, like, you know, it might be changed, but first editions go for some money sometimes, right? y'all. So get the first edition and then, you know, maybe get the second first edition later. Edition. Oh. oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then once again, I am Victoria L. Johnson, host of the Salem and Dan Club podcast. You can find me at Miss Old School. That's Old School with a K on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find the podcast at Mooney's Club on Twitter and Mooney's underscore club on Instagram. And we also have merch at Mooney'sClub.com. Um, you probably want to you want to plug career merches. Uh, KeatsDidIt.com. Link is in my bio and my Instagram perfect i was like did you plug it give me a chance um <laughs> and that's really it and we'll both be at anime nyc so we'll see you next weekend y'all. yes cannot wait to meet you in person yes we'll do it all right bye thanks for coming <laughs> no problem later you have a good one